What up everybody, Dustin and David here from the Rugged Arts, welcoming you back to another fun and exciting episode. Thanks for tuning in today and choosing to spend a little bit of your time here with us. So, without further ado, this is the Rugged Arts. What's up, David? How's it going? David Crane from the Ridgeline Hunting Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I figure what we'll do this morning is we'll start off with a recap, kind of because if you listen to the previous podcast where we were out in the woods, we didn't do a uh, a recap podcast, so you don't know what happened after after lunchtime. So yeah, that's when all the good stuff happens. That is when all the good stuff happens. So why don't we go ahead and start there? And uh, if do you want to do you want to hit it off and tell them what happened after lunch? Sure. Well, after after lunch, we actually had headed back to the bikes. We actually went further in and didn't really see anything <laughs> except except a grouse. <laughs> yeah, that we uh, were three feet from, and you know. Lunch wasn't all that filling out, you know. We could have shot that bird. And that grouse looked tasty. <laughs> I was thinking about it after up the a fact. couple breasts. I don't know if it was open or not. I'm pretty sure it is. It's a small game. It's a small game bird. Uh, I honestly think it's closed. Well, thankfully but, we didn't shoot that bird. Yeah. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll we'll check before we head back in, but right. I, I think it's closed. But um, yeah. So we headed. Back to the trucks, we kind of hunted our way back to the trucks on on the bikes, but basically we went back through the clear cut that we're previously sitting at, and boom, elk. Yeah, like right around the corner. Yeah, they're actually the very last turn laying down in a ditch. I was kind of leading the way back, and we were hauling ass. Pretty and much. We basically dropped the bikes. We ghost righted the whips and went right after these elk. But I mean, they were spooked right when we came around the corner. They're fairly close. I mean, 55, 60 yards. But that easily turned into they disappeared within four or five seconds. Like they went through a clear cut, which was probably 200 yards back to the back of it, and they were gone. Yeah, they were pretty. It was, it was crazy. They were pretty fast. Like we we eighteen to the whips for sure, right there. Jumped off as we're jumping off, grabbing the bows, laying the bikes down. Like I wish we had cameras on us because it felt so awesome. To be honest, <laughs> um, it was just so fast. It was really fast. And then like I tried to climb that berm, which was basically vertical straight up and down yeah. with no luck my little my, my little midget legs were, were not doing it so i had to attack it at an angle um but, and by the time i got to the top they were gone yeah i was hoping that they just went in about 30 40 yards and stopped because i was in the ditch kind yeah. of walking my way up and by the time it kind of like cleared out and i was able to look they were already gone there there was nothing around right um, yeah, so we jumped back on the bikes, kept on going, and then Dustin, we came around another corner, Dustin saw something jump into the, into the bushes. Yeah. 
saw the hind quarters of a deer, or yeah. what we figured out was a deer, which yeah. is pretty funny. Because uh, Dustin went down the, the next road. I stayed up where we saw the deer or whatever we thought was. We didn't know what it was at first. Yeah. Jump into the bushes. I stayed up on top. Dustin went down to the next road, and then... I cut back yeah. from the bottom side trying to cut it off. Yep. And it worked. It did work because wherever it jumped in, it jumped right back out and almost landed right in my lap. And um, it was a doe, which is um, closed for this area. You cannot shoot a doe. But I would have shot a doe at about two and a half feet. <laughs> uh, it was right in my face. It was insane. Yeah, well, the moment I kicked that doe up towards you, I should say maybe like a moment or two before that, I heard that puff or that puff that the, uh, the the deer will let out to like tell you to basically, hey, get out of my house, you know, or that sort of a deal off yeah. to my left. And that doe was off to my right. So I know there was more than one animal back there, but I never saw the other one. And uh, I never saw that doe again either. Um, she jumped out towards you and took off. So Yeah, it wasn't sticking around. It was gone. No. So we changed up our game and decided to, to slow ride on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were just, you know, we had six miles to go back. And yep. we were kind of doing it in a hurry. And we were losing daylight. So, yeah. We were in a hurry, but we decided, like, you know what? We've been spooking stuff coming around these dang corners. Let's slow it down a little bit and just see what happens. And right. next thing you know, we're on a small herd of elk. Oh, yeah. And there was probably about 12 of them. I saw most of them as we came around the corner. At first, I didn't really know what it was. I thought they were just stumps. Because well, they had so that kind of like soft tan. Yeah, and you're color moving to them. on these bikes, so everything's just kind of like moving, you know? Yeah. But I stopped in glass and I was like, whoop, nope, those are elk butts moving around. And so we dropped the bikes and started moving in. We had about, I don't know, 150 yards to cover, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, they were pretty far off. Um, but by the time stopped. we got to where the elk were moving in, they're already on the back side of it, which was, I mean, at the closest, 90 yards. Yeah. I uh, saw one moving across, and I yardaged it. Like, once I got into the tree line a little bit, I yardaged about where I thought it was standing. And it was 84 yards, and I had already come in a little ways. So, I was like, dang, they're deep. And that was the only one I saw move across. So, I, I'm pretty sure that was the last one in the little group. And I didn't see any more after that. And man, I couldn't even see my pins at that point. Yeah, daylight had abated us. We were at the tail end of the day. And by the time we would have been able to put a stock on it, it would have been pitch black. So, yeah. We know where the elk are. We know where we want to go. And we're probably just, I don't know, I think we're probably just going to go back into the clear cut. Dustin, I don't know what your plan is, but... Yeah, so let's talk about that. I mean, we saw that buck at about 9.30. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm thinking, you know, there might still be some activity in there if we ride straight there again. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we'll get lucky and drop something this morning. That would be awesome. 
That would be ideal. That would be super ideal. Yeah. If not, I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world because, you know, we'll be six miles and we'll be able to hunt on the way out. But I don't think we should sit on the top of that knob that we were on. You know, we, we know about where the elk were coming in from the bottom because of where we jumped those three. So I'm thinking maybe we sit on that tree line up a little bit from where we jumped that buck so we can see that corner and anything coming up from the bottom. And we, and can, we can see, see that where we're, we're sitting. sitting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what we need to do. Um, and then on the way out, on those spots where we know we jumped animals, we'll just walk the bikes around those those areas instead of riding through them briskly. Yeah, maybe we come out a little bit earlier. You know, I, I'm yeah, not that quite would, that sure. Would um, we, we can come out a little bit earlier and maybe just walk. Yeah. We have the bikes. Once it gets dark yeah. or darker, right. like when we can't see the pins, jump right. on the bikes and head back to the truck. Yeah. But we can head out a little bit early and just walk. Yeah. Walk the roads. Stay on the sides of the sides where it's quieter. Uh, stay out of, you know, walking in the rocks and whatnot. But, sure. Um, yeah, I think that sounds like a great game plan. Sounds like the best one we've got. <laughs> I think it's really the only one. I mean, it's last day elk. This is like the Hail Mary pass. Um, and we're going to be in a good area. So I think if it's going to happen, it's a good area for it to happen. So, Well, to be honest, it's the only clear cut in six miles. So, yeah. Usually. So, well, there was that other one that you found on, on X, but I haven't been there. So that one on Onyx is that steep sucker. That's not oh. really a clear cut. Oh, okay. Uh, basically, they just cut it, um, and they haven't even dragged out anything yet. So they need to chain all those logs up and get them out of there. Mm. But it's a steep sucker. That would be nice for probably bear season. When bear season comes back around, that would probably be a good spot. Yeah, you mean spring bear next year? Spring. <laughs> Spring bear is not so, happening. I know that was a joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that joke. sucks. I have points in Spring bear, man. That does suck. You know, so like, cool if you can, can I just move, move my points? Like, I know. I was just gonna say, like, you should. There's, you should be able like, to move let your me points. move my points to a quality bowl. Yeah. Well, because like my dad put me in for a bunch of stuff when I was a kid, so I got like one point for a moose i got one point for like a sheep and like i honestly i don't i don't plan on hunting those things well i mean it's a once in a lifetime tag oh well i'll say i'll say this again once in a lifetime harvest yeah so if you don't harvest that animal you can put in again but once you harvest one of the once in a lifetime ones it's that's it for the state of washington now you can go other places and hunt sure do all that but I figure if I ever hunt moose, I'm going to go to Alaska. I'm just going to pay an outfitter. And you know what, man? I've been thinking about that. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind going to the Yukon. Yeah. Uh, you know, up, up north in Canada. Okay. Um, well, it's only like five to ten grand. And I know that I say that like, oh, it's not a lot of money. But no, it's a lot of money. I, I mean, you can save. It, it I mean, is. if you really want to dedicate your time to 
doing a moose hunt and that's what you want to do and you want to um have a guide which i believe you have to have one in alaska i, I think they made yeah or, or an alaskan resident i think that also qualifies um so if you have an alaskan resident i believe you can uh hunt hunt moose without an actual like official guide mm. i i think don't quote me on that That's, i'm not gonna quote you on that yeah I'm not quite sure, but yeah, that would be, that would be an awesome hunt. I've always wanted to hunt caribou. I think caribou would be a great hunt. I just, I look at it like if I'm going to hunt something once in my lifetime and it's going to be a moose, I want to get like, you know, a nice moose. And if I go through a guide service, I don't want to say it's a guarantee, but it's a pretty good possibility i think you would have opportunities yeah let's just say that and and you need the opportunities to you know follow through with a shot and you know Mm -hmm. if if you're not having opportunities then you're not going to have the shots so i would say you're going to have opportunities now if you complete the shot or not you know that's that's in your hands at that point sure yeah exactly but yeah, man, I don't think I even told you this, but um, my wife and Sandana's wife are planning a trip to Hawaii. What together? As for like families? A, or, oh, both families. But are you gonna go to Lanai? I don't know where we're going, but wherever we're gonna go, Dave and I are sneaking off for a day, and we're gonna go hunting. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, we're looking at maybe possibly a hog hunt, or I'm gonna go after one of the uh, the goats out there. That'd be cool. Yeah, they so. have turkeys. Wait, what? Yeah, I was on the Big Island, and um, my wife and I we were driving around one day, and uh, this is for our anniversary uh, tenure mm-hmm. a little while back. But anyways, so we're driving around. And I can't remember where we were headed or whatever, but I look over and I see some turkeys. There's some big turkeys, I'm telling you, dude. Well, dude, there's no predators on any of the islands. So things just flourish over there. I was like, those are legit turkeys. It was like right off the road, basically, in a little ways. But, I mean, if I'd have had a shotgun, I could have got out and shot it easy. Um, I wonder what the regulations are. What? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so I was looking it up, and most of the game is year-round hunting. There's only one animal that you cannot hunt year-round. Access deer. It's only one. Really? Yep. I thought I thought it was year-round on Lanai. Uh, it it might vary island to island. I, I I didn't know. I was just looking at like one one like little outfitter or whatever. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't even know what island it was on. Yeah. I was like, oh, canoe over to the next island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go and hunt. That'd be a long canoe trip. Yeah, they're pretty spread apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this part of this episode. So we will get back to you when we have more. Well, we certainly hope you enjoyed that amazing episode. If you want to catch part three to this hunting trip, 
you need to head on over to the Ridgeline Hunting Podcast for more. For now, have a great day. Merry Christmas. And there you have it, folks. Another episode concludes. For more cool entertainment, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. Be sure to give us a like and a share. If you're looking to contact us directly, we can always be reached by email. TheRuggedArts at Yahoo.com Be sure to tune in next week. But for now, this is Dustin and Dave. And remember, hunt hard, hunt smart, and be safe.